Boys, can you believe what is happening in front of us? Gregory O'Keefe, David Jews, I'm Tony Scott, and we're here to whack lyrical about Everton going top of the table, beating Brighton by four goals to two. Goals from Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Yerry Mina, and Hamas Rodriguez with a brace. We'll start with you, Greg. Can you can you sum up what's happening at the moment? I think yeah, what's happening is that. I'm sure it's like having to pinch myself in a way because for all the games we've had this season with the injuries before this game, to to put it to bed so ruthlessly and to finish so on top, like you know, all right, we conceded a late sloppy goal. Well, well all our goals were sloppy that we conceded, but to be in complete control and and to be putting teams away like this with challenges in terms of the selection and losing one of our better players from the offset and then obviously having one hobble off. In the first half, just incredible. Like so, to answer your question in the most succinct way, no, I can't really believe it. David, what's happening with the Blues at the moment? How much confidence <laughs> have you got in this Everton team? I can't <laughs> believe it. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I've got plenty of confidence in the uh, in the front ten, mate. Shall we say? But <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I'm I'm over the moon. It goes without saying. You know, I'm really impressed. I thought what was really good about today's win was there was a lot more adversity to overcome. You know, if you think of players who weren't fit, missing Allen, big player, you know, Richardson didn't last long. We thought that might happen. Um, you know, in as I said, injuries, but adversity overcoming them, a big mistake that could have really knocked the stuffing out of Everton because they were dominant. Uh, up until that point, Pickford makes a mistake, 1-1, one, one, and you think, oh, is this going to change the change the side so, in, in terms of, you know, how the game's going? But, you know, the as we we kind of said this in the pre-show as well. You know, the um, there was there wasn't no panic. Go and take the lead, and then go on to win fairly comfortably. Greg, um, if you summon the game up, Everton with a better team, would you say? And as as David just touched on there, they're coming through with a bit. They're coming through adversity at the moment. You look at Everton's current injury list: um, Seamus Coleman, Richarlison, Mason Holgate, Jared Brantwaite, John Joe Kenny, um, Moise Keane, Allen, um, Gabamins in there, Tosin, Andre Gomez. The list is endless. But this is a different Everton team because they're coming through adversity, aren't they? Yeah, and like that's that's what that's what I find most satisfying about the game today and the results. It's it's the fact that the suggestion that the strength and depth is is better than perhaps I'd thought in, in many ways. And we'd spoken haven't we before the game about Brighton being a decent side with threats and um, and you know traditionally a good defensive setup as well. But um, we found a, a way to win and found a way to win convincingly. And um, you know different players are. Taking a moment that today it was all about look Rodriguez obviously, but Ducore and, and Mina wasn't it? Um, Mina clearly had the bit between his teeth, and who knows if he's been looking at the fact that Ben Godfrey's coming in and thinking, I need to start start doing the business, and he did. Fantastic today, and and then for Ducore, tweeted earlier, you know, it's just almost 
I mean, he gave the ball away not long after I tweeted for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that sums you up. On the, on the case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But apart, apart from that one little slip up, it was a nearly flawless central midfield, sort of box-to-box player type performance. And, you know, it's between him and Mina for man to match for me. So, absolutely brilliant. And, um, you know, it's maybe not the, the day or the mood to talk about Pickford, but we did message during the game, didn't we, lads, that we yeah. sort of mentioned yeah. him on, on Friday and unfortunately continues to rumble away as a side issue. But, you know, on, on the flip side, <laughs> you know, we're managing to deal with, that's just one of the challenges at the moment, isn't it, his form? And we're dealing with that. Even when he drops one, uh, clanger or two, we, we managed to bide our, bide our sort of ride the misfortune or ride the error, bide our time and come back into games. Just not go to show, David, how good this current Everton team is, as Greg's just touched on there, that they can have a goalie making errors and still comfortably beat Premier League teams. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's... Yeah, we, you know, it's something we said earlier on the week, didn't we? I think the, the positive stuff at the moment is you fancy Everton to outscore anyone, even if they do concede. Um, so that's good. Obviously, my concerns are you're not going to be able to do that every week. You know, sometimes the attack isn't on it. Um, over the course of a season, they're going to have off days. And on those off days, that's when you normally rely on your goalkeeper or defence. Now, it looks like we might not be able to do that with Everton this year, which... You know, could be a little bit costly further down the line, specifically because of the ambitions I think Everton can now have for this campaign. You know, you can realistically start talking about a top four finish. Um, so can you, David? You know, I don't. Can, can it, sorry I, to interrupt. Can Everton look at this now and go, do you know what? Four wins from four. Um, you usually you get the the sceptics and Evertonians would be saying, do you know what? Let's just get twenty eight points and stay in the league. But now are you looking? Are you looking at this Everton single? Do you know what they they can get into that top four? I read a red friend of ours, friend in common that we know, Mr. Christian Walsh, yeah. uh, sent me a message earlier saying that he thinks Everton are in the title race. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> crying in him. Yeah, I was about to say that. No doubt crying in him. But um, I am taking Everton a little bit more serious in terms of you know the, the top four conversation now because beyond playing well, winning convincingly, you've now got 12 points on the board from, you know, uh, from just four games. And that's, I think that's maybe 25% roughly of what Everton had on the board last season for the whole campaign. And we've only played about, what, 10% of the season so far. So, look, I, I'm not getting carried away. and I understand it's very difficult. And if the were to drop off, then, you know, it wouldn't be a huge shock later in the year. But I think the way they've started and with the points on the board now, I, I, I don't see why they can't be realistic challenges to, to break into the top four this year. Greg, uh, me and David getting carried away saying we are within a top four shout this season or is it let's keep feet on the ground? It's difficult to keep feet on the ground when they keep sort of uh, <laughs> doing this in games, don't they? You know, the, the, the stats crop up about, you know, the best start of season since, you know, bloody uh, the, the 1800s. And, yeah. You know, um, it does get increasingly difficult to maintain that like sort of Realism, if you like, but you know, I'll take a while before I'm thinking about the top four. To be honest with you, it's only four games in, and I just think it's fantastic to build a platform like this. Winning, winning becomes a habit, and momentum is everything in football. So for now, I'm just happy with that, and it's just nice to for it to be in a conversation at any stage of the season, you know. And long may that at least continue. Ultimately, 
I just I just don't know. But look, at least in terms of fixture sort of like congestion, we're not in Europe. So if you do want to look at little bits and pieces of other teams that have had similar runs, Leicester obviously had that that year, didn't mm. they? And you know they didn't have the extra kind of uh, drain on their resources and physically of a European competition. And they just took advantage of it and, you know, they sort of never looked back. And it can happen to Leicester, it can happen to anyone uh, in the right season. But I think for now, like, serious talk at the top four, I'll take it with a pinch of salt. But I'm just enjoying it. Just enjoying the games as they come, really. And, um, well, we'll talk a lot about the next game, I'm sure, in the coming days and weeks. But <laughs> that's one I'll always reserve any enjoyment for. <laughs> but other than that, I will be, uh, I will be having a toast to the ever- successful Blues this season again tonight because that's just um, what you want, isn't it? Football's fun again from an Everton point of view. David, if we are to be successful, fringe players are going to have to play a huge part in this Everton team. And we've seen that today. Tom Davis, a bit of a scapegoat of recent months. Um, Gilfie Sigurdsson, Fabian Delph. But they stepped in today and they'd done a job, didn't they? They did, yeah. They definitely did. Um, and, you know, maybe that's going to be their role this season. For example, I think Sigurdsson so far has um, has done well coming in and out of the side. You know, I can't really criticise many of his performances so far across these seven games when he has come in. Davis has been given the chance and he's done well as, again. I wouldn't like to see them being regulars. And I don't think they will be with the players we now have. But in terms of what they can bring, you know, coming in and, uh, and providing cover, it looks like they're going to do a job before they'll done fairly well again when he come on as well he looks like if he can stay fit he's going to be a good squad player so suddenly you look at the side and you know Everton we're without pretty much without Richarlison today without Allen um, and they, they didn't seem to miss them which um, which is a testament to the players that, that come in Greg at what, at what point do, if we get a result against Liverpool at what point do you think we start taking Everton seriously. I know, I know as much as us, we're all over the moon at what we're watching at the moment. But at what point from the national media and, yeah, the national media, what, at what point do they start taking Everton seriously? And listen, are we getting ahead of ourselves after four games? Or do we, listen, let's get the derby out of the way. That's a platform for us. See how we get on. Because the bookmakers at the moment, Greg, it quote on Everton, believe it or not, three to one to make the top four. And they're making... Mm. 45 to 1 to win the Premier League. That's from 250 to 1. They've already got 12 points on the board. At what point do the media, the national media, start taking Everton serious? Or did they just say, do you know what, they'll, they'll fold away soon. The likes of Wolves and Leicester and Tottenham and Arsenal and the rest will start, obviously, over, uh, was jumping at Everton? Um, I suppose I've got, kind of got two feelings in relation to what, what your question is. I don't really care. At one part of me says, I don't care when they take them seriously or not. And then another part of me says, I can understand why the bookies might have such steep odds against the title when it's only four games in. And if they look at it like, if they crunch all the numbers and look what we've been like the last few seasons, we haven't looked like a team in any way capable of mounting a title challenge. Now, obviously, the recruitment we've done in the summer and the level of performances that we as Blues have watched and seen, you'd think... The odds should be a lot shorter than that. And what I've just said about Leicester as well a couple of minutes ago, you know, there are parallels there. But across the board, I, I can understand. It's very, very unlikely. Um, and I just think we shouldn't worry about like what anyone else outside of Merseyside, the blue half of Merseyside, is thinking. And just enjoy this for what it is. We've had so much crap to put up with the last few seasons. Um, and like Ancelotti said, you know, we're going to lose eventually. 
Um, I just like to see the signs that we've got this extra resilience and whether it's in coming back from errors in games to, to win. Uh, it, it, I'd love to see, you know, when we do lose a game, us to come bound and back and, and do the business again. Um, we haven't even mentioned Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I know we've, we've, we've sort of given him so many plaudits in recent weeks and rightly so, but there he is again. You and I said we're messaging each other, weren't we, during the game? And, yeah. you know, all the hallmarks of what a successful team needs at the moment, I have to say, bar a, a top goalie we've got. So, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll come around to our way, I think, eventually. But we've got to keep doing the business as well. Four games only. Um, it's happy days, but let's just see how we go. David, three goals and two assists for Hamas Rodriguez in his first two Premier League appearances at Goodison Park. Now, Everton player recorded two plus goals and assists at home in all of last season. Are we watching something really special at the moment in an Everton shirt in Hamas Rodriguez? Definitely. I, um, just before we come on the podcast, I tweeted that uh, James Rodriguez has di- directly contributed to eight of Everton's 12 league goals, including all four today. And what I mean by directly contributed was the goal, the assist, or the pre-assist. For anyone who doesn't know, the pre-assist is the final ball before the assist, which, you know, so, some people still aren't on board with pre-assists, but they, they are an important metric to judge a player on. If you think of that goal against... Um, against Crystal Palace last week. You know, what a fantastic ball it was by Rodriguez to Coleman to run on to, then cut it across for Calvert-Lewin to finish. So you think about that, he's directly contributed to eight of Evans' 12 league goals so far, uh, including all four today, because obviously it was him who laid off Sigurdsson to, to uh, cross into Calvert-Lewin. So, yeah, he's, um, he's huge for Everton going forward this season. Um, he, he's, he's massive. He's a joy to watch. I'm going to have a look at his passing numbers because for the player who plays his kind of role, so that's, you know, a, a kind of uh, chief creator, it, you normally find that, you know, passing success rate isn't always that high because they're normally trying more penetrative balls and, you know, things are a little bit more difficult. I'd love to know what Rodriguez's are because he never seems to give the ball away, ever. I'm sure he does, but he just, he just always seems to be one step ahead of the opposition. Just an absolute joy to watch. He is a joy to watch, isn't he, Greg? We, we've not we've not seen anything like this for a long while, have we? No, I just totally echo what David's saying. It's dead interesting as well in terms of... I think he's right. I think today, to my memory, he gave the ball away once in the whole game and he would have, I'm sure he had a lot of touches. I'll have a look at the stats, or David, I'm sure, will have a look at the stats on upturn. You know, for, for the amount of touches that he made, key interventions, you know, sort of pre-assists, I can remember one where he gave the ball away. And other than that, immaculate. Um, just, yeah, you're right, mate. Joy to watch. And, and as well, Brighton obviously knew it because early doors, you know, they, they sort of like, they singled them out a bit, didn't they? They obviously and yeah. understand them. But let's try and get into them and rattle them. And um, he's got a bit of robust, robustness about him, hasn't he? He sort of just gets on with it. He's not going to be able to volume out of games. Um, so, <laughs> what a signing he's proved so far. Unbelievable. Greg, a word for like Seamus Coleman here. I'm, there's an argument to say he's playing in the form of his career. I know he went off injured and, and that was sad. We, we don't know the extent of that injury at the moment, but even the start of the season and even today, he's arguably playing, in, he's playing the better 
best of his career, isn't he, in terms of what he's done so far at Everton? I know he had Theo Walcott in front of him last year. Now he's got James Rodriguez. It's, it's joke and cheese, don't get me wrong. But he is playing unbelievable. And I, hands up here. Um, I, I'm slowly putting my hands up. I thought he was cooked last year. I thought he was done. I thought, yeah, I think after that injury, a few... Um, a few good spells from him, probably running on adrenaline. But this season has been unbelievable. And I, th- I thought today he was instrumental in everything, everything done on the, down that right-hand side. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He's been fantastic. Um, his attacking play has come on. You know, it, We've always looked at his crosses. The quality of his crosses has, has not been as good as you know what we've had on the left side. But um, his kind of inter- interplay for in the last couple of weeks, he's been... Everything you want from a, a modern fullback who's getting forward into the box defensively, we know he's good. Um, he's a great leader, and like obviously for, for Ancelotti to talk about him in terms that he has, it shows you that he feels that too. And um, you know, this is kind of probably if this is to be his last season, if this is to be his last season, mm. then I hope he plays with this all season and then, and then walks away with, with his trophy. head held high. And, and trophy, trophy, yeah. I wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, just, again, just we can dream, can't we? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. just just on on that, I was going to say, you, you do wonder how much of a new lease of life he's been given by the, the players that have come in and the changes that have happened at the club, because you know as fans, the last few years have felt difficult and stale, and when you've been there for so long, um, to then kind of have this fantastic manager, these great players coming in, you know, real competition throughout the squad, ambition, you know, it, you don't know psychologically how that impacts. A kind of player such as him as well, so it's it's another area to to kind of consider behind his his rebirth, I guess. Do you know what's interesting, David? Um, I spoke to um, a Norwich fan on on social media today, and I think we're going to try and get him on. He, he knows obviously not a lot about Norwich, and he was saying that Ben Godfrey can play at right back now. He played right back, I'm sure. He did say against Chelsea in the FA Cup game last year or the year before, I think it was. And he said that um, he was man of the match in that game. So I'm sure now Ancelotti will be looking at that, getting that Godfrey deal done straight away. And there's your, there's your reserve right back straight away. You obviously got John Joe Kenny injured and, and Seamus Coleman. But it's another iron to have in the fire there, isn't it, Greg, in terms of you haven't just got players that can play in one position. We've seen there today that Tom Davis got shuffled over to right back. And as again, Greg, as it's just such on the ground, Greg, about this Everton team, it's shown resilience and adversity, isn't it? And we haven't seen that for a long while. And that's what this Everton, that's what we've been brought up on in this Everton team is showing your mental strength. And that's what we haven't seen for a while, is it? We certainly didn't see it last season, did we, for, for large parts of the run-in and before that, before Christmas and stuff. And yeah, we're seeing it a lot more now. I think the level across the board has gone up and even players who, you know, we're accepting probably haven't got uh, futures as, well, we don't think Seabwood seems to have futures as regular first-team players like Tom Davis. His qualities, sorry, his levels have gone up. I thought he did, he did well today. I thought Sigurdsson was... Good, almost very good at times again today. Um, and like, look, not none of those two are going to start in like your your full strength eleven. But what they added today was key. Tom Davis made a few crucial blocks. Thought he did his job. He got about the pitch well. Um, and and to stand in for for Alan and be ready like that. And you know, I'm I'm really pleased with him and what he brought. So, yeah, that resilience. I think the new players have just dragged everybody up with them so far, and long may continue. One name before we go, gents. Um, David, who was your man of the match? Oh, I'm, I'm 
going with the obvious one. I'm getting in there first. I'm going to go with James Rodriguez. Greg? Uh, I'm going to say, for me, it's got to be toss-up between Decore and Mina. And I'll probably say, I think it was his best performance in Everton shirt. I'll say Mina. You know, he should have scored more goals like that, to be fair. But it was a great header. And defensively, (laughs) playing out of his skin. Some of those blocks were fantastic. Um, I just wish we could have seen that more often. And I I hope we can see it more often. So I'll say Mina. I'm going to say Abdullah Decore. I thought he was fantastic. Covered the space. Um, They went a blazer grass that he didn't cover today he thought he was excellent um, defensively attacking I think for Rodriguez's goal the way he pulls it back for him was excellent he's exactly what I expect in an Everton midfielder all over the pitch 100% I think he's been a hell of a signing so far he's my man of the match so Blues there you have it the toughest three points clear in the Premier League tonight you'll enjoy your drink indeed seven wins from seven for the first time since 1894 who did they play in that eighth game Yes, Liverpool. How did they get on? They won 3-0. So, fingers crossed, history can repeat itself once more. Thanks for tuning in on the All Together Now podcast, a brand new platform for us next week. Look out for that on our social media outlets. Our next podcast will be a transfer deadline day special. That's on Monday on a brand new platform. Please do support us. We'll appreciate any kind of feedback you can give us over the next couple of weeks. We really, really do. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, up the toffees, up the top of the league toffees. Enjoy your drink tonight. Thanks for tuning in to the All Together Now podcast.